Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V with Wrestling with Ghosts and a SideParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you could also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I got something weird for you today. Yes, you know I like the weird. Uh, Well, it's not as weird as Swiss Army Man. So if you listened to my review of Swiss Army Man and went out and watched, uh, you know, the dead body Daniel Radcliffe movie and... And we're like, now, Aaron, that's just too weird for me. I'm never, I'm never going to trust you using the weird uh, again. This is less weird than that, but weird in its own right. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it, it definitely strongly fits in the category of magical realism. Uh, so a lot of fantasy elements sort of overlaid on the real world, but it's very meta because it's, it's about the the fantasy sort of blending into reality uh and also stars Jason Siegel. So if you if you if you know what I'm talking about you're like ah oh, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh <laughs> but uh if you don't uh today I'm going to talk about a movie or actually a TV series really that I am going to watch so you don't have to or you might want to after hearing it. But if you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and open up your AMC app or or cable service, if you have it, and uh, watch Dispatches from Elsewhere. And then go ahead and come back and see it. Uh, or, or, or come back, after you see it, come back and listen to me. Don't see me. You can't see me. If you could, that would be very creepy. But if you could, that would also be kind of like Dispatches from Elsewhere. You'll know what I'm talking about if you had seen it just now. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, another thing you might know is is I am you. I love that phrase in, in that. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll start talking about it before I just get too too weird. Uh, so, anyways, it's, it's a series. It's called Dispatches from Elsewhere, and it's based on a documentary of something real that happened. And so that's all you need to know. And in fact, 
I really strongly recommend watching the documentary, but do not read about the documentary until you've finished the series. So, like, watch Dispatches from Elsewhere and then go and watch the documentary. Uh, if you read too much about the documentary, you'll completely spoil the series, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's it's uh, based on true events, but it's not well, I won't. I won't tell you. Well, I'm going to spoil the heck out of the series. So yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. I am going to spoil this series for you. So that's why I recommend that you watch it. Uh, but you know, I, I won't spoil until I have a chance to talk about it a little bit. So, anyways, Dispatches from Elsewhere starts off with Jason Siegel being a bored computer programmer that has nothing uh, better to do, and uh, it also has probably one of the brilliant most brilliant openings of a series ever the announcer of the series so the narrator appears in a chair you know kind of like the you know there's a, <laughs> a kind of a trope of you know you, you you get like a a a british white guy to sit in a chair and read you a story it kind of starts like that but he's not reading you a story he's just staring at you so literally the first seconds of the series you know it's going to be weird to begin with because literally He's staring at you for a very uncomfortable amount of time. And then he says, I am you. And also, uh, this character, who is played by Jason Siegel, that I forget the character's name at the moment. So I'll just call that character Jason Siegel for now, which might get confusing later. You'll see why. Uh, <laughs> but so... <laughs> Anyways, he says, you know, Jason Siegel is you if you were this board programmer that really wasn't doing anything. So, you know, he kind of goes in this, and th this is you trope will once again make sense later on. Uh, so anyways, he, he gets into this whole thing about how bored Jason Siegel is with life. And, and then he, you know, is walking down the street and sees a bunch of uh, flyers for some weird things like uh be part of a dolphin human communication study uh do a study to you know uh wear a suit that will protect you from everything like like do a an invulnerability shield uh study uh do a memory study uh you know and then the weirdest one is <laughs> there is a, a one of those flyers that has a bunch of phone numbers on it that says, uh, have you seen this person? And it's like a person with a hoodie and a gas mask. And, and, and literally he's seeing the person with the hoodie and the gas mask, putting up the flyer that says, call this number if you've seen this person. And so anyways, he eventually calls the number. He gets inducted into this weird, uh, society called the Jejun Institute. And there, he has, it just goes crazy from there. So he, he basically, you know, is told to fill out this information card, but on the back of the card, it says, uh, don't let them know that you're reading this and run as fast as you can. And also, if you look at this card, there's an elaborate set of instructions of how to get out. And so there's this elaborate set of instructions where he's running out and then there's people chasing him. And then eventually he ends up in this weird, uh, elsewhere gift shop, uh, as it's called. And, and, uh, he meets this woman who, you know, is the romantic lead and they, you know, she thinks they're in just an elaborate game 
and he's wondering if this is real, and they decide to kind of do the game together, and so they follow all these instructions uh, that lead them throughout the city, and then eventually find out that there's basically two societies, the Evil Jejun Institute, and then the Elsewhere Society, uh, and... (laughs) They are all uh, purporting that they are uh, giving out divine nonchalance. However, the uh, Jejun Institute is selling false nonchalance, whereas the Elsewhere Society are the people that know about it. So anyways, it gets into this thing where they're given all these weird, weird clues at weird times. So, for example, he, you know, they kind of go in between, quote unquote, playing the game and going back towards their real life. And eventually they get hooked up with other players. So there's four of them in all in this group and they're getting clues in weird ways. So for example, he gets a clue uh, <laughs> where he's told to dance and he starts dancing and this a crew with a boom box starts dancing with him. And then a giant Sasquatch starts uh, dancing with him. And then uh, <laughs> the Sasquatch gives him a, uh, Uh, an item uh, his clue his next clue uh the sasquatch also shows up at his uh the girl uh her her, uh she works in an art museum and the sasquatch is there and gives her a clue and you know uh it it cycles through the point of view character so at one point they each have their own episode that introduces them uh and they're just in this weird thing where they're having sort of a reality that's not our reality put upon them so uh the best way to explain it is they feel like you've just walked into uh a spy novel and there's some sinister stuff happening and if you follow the clues enough you'll eventually find out the sinister thing and you'll be able to protect yourself and it kind of sets up that the elsewhere society are sort of the the like i guess the anarchist for <laughs> a lack of a better word and the uh the jejun society are all the suits and stuff like that and they're having you pick sides between the two of them and and meanwhile they're looking for this claire character and, and it just it's it's off the hook strange because uh, you know, li- literally every clue that they get is just a bizarre thing in itself. Like at one point, uh, the girl gets batteries and he gets a, uh, you know, one of those singing fish things, uh, <laughs> those, the, the fish that you would put on the mantle that would sing. And so they realize, uh, you know, that she needs to put the batteries in his fish. And and then eventually the fish starts, you know, pretending to be Clara, the missing girl, and and, and starts guiding them through the city. So, uh, you know, at another point, one of the players uh, hops into uh, the limousine of the guy that heads the the CEO of the Jejun Institute and gets gets carted away and, and sort of infiltrates them a little bit. And then there's this woman that keeps reoccurring that she's kind of mysterious. And, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on in this. It's really kind of a little hard to explain, you know, uh, here and just sort of like chatting about it. But, you know, it's really the, 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 the kind of cool part about it is it's truly 
an alternate reality uh, that's going on. And it's not necessarily an alternate reality like a lot of those apps uh, where, you know, you could you could put your cell phone camera up to your friend's face and make him look like Spider-Man or, or you know, uh, some of those games where you can, you know, like, like you know, Pokemon <laughs> tries to do that where they... They have you follow, you know, and, and grab, like, a Pokemon character off the street. You could walk around the city. Or there's this other one, uh, Zombie Run, where you can literally play a game where you're running through zombies, but in the real world, <laughs> you know. So they have a bunch of alternate reality games like this. But this is a truly alternate reality where it's not happening through their phone. It's happening to them in real life. And then there's a question, of course, throughout the entire thing is whether or not it's real or is it a game? Or one of the characters thinks it's just a cover for something more sinister that's happening, uh, you know. And and it depends on what character you ask, what you feel uh, <laughs> that it is. And then the weirdest part is the ending, where you know <laughs> eventually Jason Siegel comes in as himself and and it gets very very autobiographical at this point like he has this point where he, he's talking about you know he was uh an alcoholic for a while and he felt really depressed uh because uh you know his career wasn't going as he wanted it to or he felt like you know he was just kind of putting on a show for people and and uh eventually he starts playing the game as well that the character he was was playing and <laughs> it just gets very very meta and then you know it literally ends with with uh you know uh jason siegel and the four main characters sitting watching the tv show of themselves playing the game and then you know he says you know you're just watching television uh and uh and it, it will show you that, you know, this is the cast and crew and it expands the shot to show everyone that worked on the dispatches from elsewhere show. And it gets really weird. And, and by the way, that stuff about Jason Siegel's life, about like struggling with alcoholism and stuff like that, that's all actually true. Like it, it felt like it was, it was too true not to be true that last episode. So I kind of looked it up and apparently he did, have a, a a problem in his life where he was struggling with uh with alcoholism because he was on How I Met Your Mother and he had no intention of being on a show that was going to last that long and apparently he got really kind of depressed of thinking well that's it that that's all I'm ever going to do is I'm just going to be in this show How I Met Your Mother and I'm just going to you know I know I'm I'm being whiny cuz you know people would kill for my place in life and 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 why do I feel this way you know uh you know and it it talks about all this stuff and then it talks about him discovering this alternate reality game and how you know maybe life is is sort of what you make of it and and kind of this you know if you look for the nice things maybe it could be nice and <laughs> I don't know. It's it's very it's very very interesting. Dispatches from elsewhere, and, and by the way, dispatches from elsewhere does come up in 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 the uh, title because the whole point of the game it seems is to get people to elsewhere, which is sort of the divine nonchalance kind of woo part of it of uh, <laughs> you know of like 
if you get to elsewhere, you, you, you don't have to worry about your normal life and, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's weird, I know, but it's, it's really interesting. So that brings me to the documentary. So this all happened. That's the crazy part about it is the Jejun Institute actually did exist and people actually played this game. Uh, there was, you know, the, the best way to describe it is that it was the most elaborate performance art I could ever conceive of happening. But basically, they put up all these weird flyers around San Francisco is where it actually happened, I, I believe. And and people that would call the number on the flyers would get inducted into this alternate reality game where they were sort of uh, given clues. And, and literally a lot of the stuff that happened in the documentary actually happened in the Dispatches from Elsewhere TV show. So they used heavily the actual real elements of the game. In fact, people that had actually played this game, that it were, was actually part of the Dispatches from Elsewhere, or the, the Jejun Institute game in real life, uh, <laughs> they said watching Dispatches from Elsewhere totally said it, it was spot on of what it was like to play the game. Like it was spot on to where you were not quite sure if it was real, not quite sure if it was a game, but you were totally immersed in it because they would literally leave you these very strange clues, like, you know, a map that you all had to piece together by meeting your teammates. And, and like, there was a couple people that even like completely took it seriously of like, there's bad people out to get us because, (laughs) you know, uh, and then you could see this embodied in one of the characters, like, like there's literally like, it's really fascinating that it was all, you know, a real thing that this was based on. So somebody actually did a very elaborate, uh, performance art piece. It kind of, I don't know, it didn't, the real game didn't end as (laughs) good as the other, because eventually what they did was they got all the participants into like, a a day long self-help seminar that was sort of in the theme of the game. And, and, and and that was when they realized, Hey, we don't have any more money to continue doing this. You know, people aren't paying for this. We're just doing this as sort of an art piece. And I don't know, very, very fascinating. So yeah, uh, the Jejun Institute was real and there was really a game like it. Uh, and this series sort of goes into that. And so, uh, I haven't seen anything like Dispatches from Elsewhere, and I don't think I'm going to see anything like it again. I feel it was a very singularly unique TV show, uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know, the best way to describe it is if you've ever seen The Prisoner from the 60s, it's a weird show, uh, <laughs> if, if you saw The Prisoner and then you combined it with elements of, like, you know, if you took that weird 60s kind of uh, psychedelic alternate reality kind of vibe and then blended it with a sort of interactive Ready Player One scenario, then you got dispatches from elsewhere. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> very interesting stuff. Uh, I recommend it. You might have heard this just now and said, nope, not for me. Uh, so, you know, I, I watched it so you didn't have to, huh? Or I watched it so you might want to. Uh, so uh, we will let you decide. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening and have a good night. Uh, I will uh, talk to you next time. And also don't forget all our lovely shows that we have. Have a good night. <laughs>